Did you know that you are the CEO of your business? In today's episode, you're going to learn all about what it means to be the CEO and learn how to fully step into that role as the CEO of the business that God has called you to. If you're feeling God call you to pivot life as you know it by leaving your career plans to start an online business and you're terrified of how you'd ever actually pull that off, then you're a mama with a calling and this is the podcast for you. Here's where we'll talk about everything from choosing the right business and running it as a mom to biblical inspiration and motivation to conquer your fears. Because even though it's causing you some anxiety, you're also excited because you know God's calling you to it. And that means you're headed to a life with more joy, fulfillment, and purpose like you've always wanted. Hi, I'm Alexia Carrillo, fellow Mama with the Calling, and I'm passionate about helping other moms like you step into their calling and not stay stuck in their career for fear of going against the grain. I believe it's okay to pivot and follow God's calling on your life without the guilt or shame for not doing what the world says you should do. This is the Mama with the Calling podcast where we'll figure out how you can actually make this wild calling on your life become a reality. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. Hey there, and welcome back to the Mama with the Calling podcast. This is Alexia. Today, I want to talk to you about what it means to be the CEO of your business. You may have heard people talking about this concept online or even heard me talk about it. And you're wondering if that's you or if it applies to you or what in the world that even means. Um, So I wanted to address this because I just released a mini course on how to have a CEO day in your business where you focus on God and aligning your business goals with where he's leading you. And then I thought later that if you don't identify with this title as CEO, then you'll think that this isn't for you, but it's definitely for you no matter what stage of business you're in. So I wanted to come on here today and just kind of dive into this concept a little bit Um, and really lay out what I think a CEO looks like in your business and what a Christian CEO should look like as we are, you know, running these businesses for God. So to start, let's look at what it looks like to be a CEO of your business. So so I just kind of quickly Googled it. And according to Investopedia, a chief executive officer or CEO is the highest ranking executive in a company whose primary responsibilities include making major corporate decisions, managing the overall operations and resources of a company, acting as the main point of communication between the board of directors, and being the public face of the company. So you might be thinking like, that's great for a corporation, but how does that apply to me? So the way I look at this is that, you know, you're the CEO. God is not the CEO. I guess there are some people out there that will say that, but God isn't the one who's running your business. God isn't the one who's literally managing the day-to-day operations and making sure everything's in alignment. That's you, right? God is more like that, the board member, except he's the only one there. God is more like the board. He chooses you to run this company. He directs your ideas. He um, gives you your input so that you can increase the impact and resources of this business. But at the same time, if just like a real CEO, right, if you don't take the company in the direction that aligns with his plans, then it's no longer that you're the CEO of his business, a business driven by him, but just your own business, right? So as a CEO, you are going to be the one making these day-to-day decisions, right? You are going to be the one who is communicating um, with God 
and figuring out what he wants you to do and making sure that all the plans, all the directions of the business, the resources coming in, that you are using them well, right? That you are doing a good job at running this business. You know, keep in mind that God chose you for a reason. All of your life's experiences, whatever has happened along the way has prepared you in some way for this. Gifts that he's given you, you know, personality traits, skills, all of that have all come into play. And there's a reason you've been called to the business you've been called to. And so I really want to encourage you in that because I think sometimes we're like, am I even cut out to run a business? Like, we're just trying to identify with being an entrepreneur. And then I go say something like you're the CEO. And it's like, whoa, that's a little bit, that's a little bit intense. But that's what you are. And so as you're growing in your business, you're going to start as you are all this, all the steps, right? You're the CEO, you are or not all the steps, you are all of the people in your business, you are the CEO, you're going to be, you know, the marketing department, you are the content department, you are all the departments, right? And so it's really not that you're just an entrepreneur, you're a CEO. So as you grow in your business, and you start to bring in revenue, you're going to want to fill those departments with actual other people. So that you really can delegate, you really are going to have a marketing department, or at least, you know, a person, a VA, a virtual assistant, or someone who's able to do some of these other tasks for you. So at some point, it won't just be you. But in the beginning, it is just you. And that's why I want to talk about this, because you don't have to wait until you're making a ton of money to claim or to act like the CEO, like you are from the beginning. You're just also doing all the other things, right? And, you know, I want to point out too that a lot of times the business idea that you have is so strong on your heart because it was born from something that you've experienced, right? It's what makes you perfect for the job. You know exactly what your clients are going through, what they need to be successful, the marketing language, like all of that stuff. You are perfect for this job. I just want to encourage you with that. Next, let's talk about what are his expectations? What are God's expectations for a CEO? Now, obviously, this is not laid out in the Bible or anything like this is what a CEO does. But based on what I have read in the Bible, and what I understand, here's what I think God would want a CEO to be, you know, I want you to evaluate these for yourself, and see if you agree and, and dive into the word yourself and see what else you can come up with. So these things that I'm going to tell you, are looking at examples of leadership in the Bible, looking at Moses, looking at Paul, looking at Jesus, you know, looking at how when they are doing God's work, there's tons of examples in the Bible of what it looks like to lead people and do God's work and what he expects of us. So number one, to communicate with him, to be in prayer, to be journaling, whatever that takes to have an ongoing communication with God. It's not pray on Sunday, and then you don't even talk to God again for the rest of the week, or you're not involving God in your business decisions or praying before a coaching call or whatever, like really intimately getting to know God and praying over everything in your business and learning to communicate with him, right? If you're going to be the CEO, you need to know what he wants you to do. Number two, to study his word as you're becoming a disciple of Christ you need to study his word more and more and more and learn the Bible at a deeper and deeper level. What does it say? What does God expect of us? Um, how are we supposed to treat other people? You know, all of these things are in there. And obviously, there's so much to go through. But that would be an expectation of a CEO. 
that's running a business for God, right? Because if you are running his business, you need to know what he expects of you as far as how you act and all of that. And so to do that, it's getting closer to him through his word. Number three, to grow and learn how to become mature in your faith, like listening to the Holy Spirit to distinguish between good and evil. Um, it's in Hebrews five fourteen says that. So the next one is being willing to make decisions that align with what God has asked you to do or that align with God's word, even in the face of opposition, ridicule, etc. So this is a big one because if you are feeling like you really need to do X and everybody around you is telling you, nope, that's not the way you do it. But you know that God's told you that or you know that, you know, I don't know, somebody mistreated you in the online space and and God says we're not supposed to, you know, seek out revenge and go after them. You still maintain your integrity and you love them anyway. And everybody around you might be telling you that you need to go after them and you need to whatever. You don't do that, right? That is what it means to be in that same space, making those decisions that align with what God would want you to do. I think of Aaron and Moses. So when Moses went up to speak to God, Aaron was left behind and Aaron just listened to like whatever the people wanted. He just kind of caved under the pressure and took all their gold bracelets and earrings and made the calf, the golden calf. And I'm and I'm thinking, Aaron, you were, you were just with Moses and you were the mouthpiece. Like what? How could that have happened? And so Aaron was not the leader. You know, Moses was. I mean, he was still leading in some capacity. But when you stand up for what God is asking you to do, that is where God can do more things with you in this business, in the world. Because the more you can handle, the more you're willing to stand up for him, the more he can give. Right? Okay, the next one is being willing to be transformed on the journey. So none of us are perfect. I just want to say that first, right? None of us are perfect. And God will refine us as he sees fit and as we submit to it. Okay, so Jesus says we will be pruned to create more fruit. And pruning is where you cut off pieces of the branches, the vines, you know, the I think of like a rose bush, you cut it, you cut it right? You remove dead parts of it and it doesn't feel good to the plant. I'm sure. I don't know if I have feelings, but you know what I mean? Like you're getting pruned and then you're going to actually produce more fruit. So it's part of the process, right? And I think of uh, Joseph. It's one of my favorite transformation journey stories where he has to be transformed in his character in order to go from favorite child to second in command in Egypt, the stuff he has to go through to humble himself, to have him fully rely on God, all of those things, it's amazing. And the, and the same thing can happen to us, that we have to be willing to be transformed in the journey. So if something comes up for you in your business and you are unwilling to, to handle it, like for me, I realized that I was trying to plan and control my business based on what I thought made sense, the money I could make, and all of that. And I realized at some point that that is not me submitting this to God. I was just trying to do it my way. And I had to release that, right? And I'm still in that journey, but in that process. But those are things that I mean when I say it comes up and you have to be willing to be transformed. Because if you are going to stay the way you are, you're never going to grow and God needs you to grow to become this person who's going to have the business, right? Because often you're coming from a job, a career, et cetera. 
you're not a CEO, you're not an entrepreneur, you're not those things. And you're trying to become that person. But that requires change, right? And so being willing to be transformed, being willing to admit your faults, what you need help with, when you need accountability, whatever that looks like. Again, thinking about Moses, at one point, he had to finally go to God and say, I need help. I can't do all of this. And God gave him help. But it's like you have to be willing to admit that, admit your faults, admit your your weaknesses, I guess I should say, and be willing to be transformed. God can always use you. It's it's the heart, right? It all comes back to the heart. And then the last one I thought of was managing the resources well. So being a good steward of what is given to you, even if it's a little bit, right? If you are given a little you will, and you do well with that, you'll be giving given more. Uh, we have like the parable of talents, right? Like taking the resources that you are given and managing those well, asking God what he wants you to do with them. Who can you help? How can you grow? How can you stay out of debt? You know, all of these things that God wants you to do in the business, these are all aspects. So just to recap, if I can recap these quickly, one is to communicate with him. Two is to study his word. Three is to grow and learn how to become more mature in your faith by learning how to listen for the Holy Spirit and follow. Four is being willing to make decisions that align with his word. Five is being willing to be transformed. And six is managing the resources well. Now, this list obviously is not exhaustive. You probably can think of some other things, but these are the things that came to mind for me. And I just thought it was a really great start to really showing you and helping, you know, switch your mind to think about what does it mean to be a CEO of a business? God has called me to a business. So therefore I must be the CEO of this business. What is my role supposed to be? How am I supposed to stand in this space? How am I supposed to become this person? And what does that look like with my relationship with God? You don't have to do this alone. God is literally calling you to do it. He wants to give you insight. He wants to lead and guide you. There's a ton of instruction in the Bible itself on how we are to act and behave and think. And it's all in there. And if you don't know those things yet, which totally could be the case. I know that I was like that. Even a couple of years ago, I just didn't. Every day I read the Bible and I'm like, what? I didn't know. That's amazing. And I just, you know, I've read it before, but, you know, the Holy Spirit just reveals new things as you read. And so you're just constantly trying, right? And it really helps shift that perspective from I'm running a business to make a bunch of money so I can stay home to this is bigger than that. This is bigger than me. This is bigger than my family. It's going to help my family. It's going to bring resources to my family. It's going to let me be home. All of those things are great, but it's also God has a bigger plan This is going to make an impact on people's lives in some way. And that's exciting, right? What is God going to use you for? And I'm not trying to be fairy tale about it. I mean, I think God uses people. It sometimes can sound like, I don't know, like a storybook, a children's storybook or something. But I really believe that God does have a plan for each and every one of us. And it's not just to survive until you die, not to be morbid, but, you know, we have the ability to make a kingdom impact to bring more people to him through our actions, through our obedience, through, you know, the way we interact with people and the way we love people anyway. And our, our, when we are disciples of Christ, right? When we are doing that, it shows people God's love. Okay. So I also want to say that if you aren't doing all of these things or aren't doing them well, 
you shouldn't feel bad, right? It doesn't mean that you can't be the CEO. It doesn't mean you're not cut out for the business. It doesn't mean that like you've been doing something terrible. You may not have known about these things, right? And it also just means that you're human. We are all going to fall short at some point, at some level in this whole process. But what matters to God is the heart. It says that in 1 Samuel 16, 7, when God is choosing, choosing David, right? But, and I'll read that one to you. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or his stature because I have rejected him. Humans, this is not talking about David, it's talking about, (laughs) talking about his older brother. Humans do not see what the Lord sees for humans see what is visible, but the Lord sees the heart. So he will choose you. He has chosen you based on your heart. So even if you're not doing these things well, or even at all, your heart is in the right place. And now that you know, right, and again, go and read the Bible for yourself and see if you agree with these things. And now that you know, you can start working on each of these areas in your life in some capacity. You don't have to do them all at once necessarily, right? If, if it's if like you're not doing any of them, don't feel like you have to start doing all of them. But as you grow in each area, you will grow in your faith and in your understanding of where God is leading you and his desires for you and your business, you will start to have an understanding, a piece about this as you go and as you do more and more things. It'll also, it was really interesting for me is that as I go, when I, I'm not as subject to shiny object syndrome anymore, actually. I thought in the beginning, I was constantly buying stuff and constantly trying new ideas in my business. But once I started really thinking of myself in this way with the, as a CEO of, of God's business, then I have aligned my goals and my vision for the business with where I think God is leading me. And so when I see some new product that comes out, I'm like, well, that's cool, but it's not in alignment. So I'm, I don't need that. Right. Or I pray before every decision instead of impulse buying, I will actually pray like, God, is this where you're leading me to go and try to really discern? Is it because they did a really great job on their webinar, but is it really where I need to be? And so it's just a different perspective, a different thing that will happen to you. And your journey is going to look different than the next person, than the next person. So for your action step this week, I want you to think about one area from that list that you can work on to start putting intentional effort toward being that CEO. So maybe it's reading your Bible every day. Maybe, or more intentionally, maybe it's prayer over your business, seeking God's input on your business, something like that. Maybe it's doing something, deciding something in your business that you know he's been asking you to do and you just have been not listening or putting it off. Maybe you start working on it. Maybe you start doing the thing. I'd love to hear what you choose. And so I encourage you and I like challenge you to claim it by posting it on social media and tagging me. You can put it in stories or let me know in the Mama with a Calling Facebook group. It's a safer place to kind of say, this is what I want to do this week. This is the thing that I want to work on. And there's no shame in, in that at all. Like there's no saying like, oh, I'm a failure because I wasn't doing this. Maybe you're just improving on it. That's totally fine. I know that I need to work on a lot of these areas myself and I'm just constantly improving them. Growing in each one of these areas is to me, it's like a lifelong thing. So I know that a lot of these areas I need to work on myself and improve. And every stage of your journey is going to require a different level, right? Each one of these areas is going to have a different role. Also, if you'd like more help getting started really thinking about your business as the CEO, 
I've created a mini course that I just released this week all about teaching you how to have a CEO day with God. So in this mini course, you'll learn how to get your heart and mind in the right place, how to systematically work through the different aspects of your business or even your business idea to see where you're feeling led to go and then how to turn those into quarterly goals. And it comes with a printable planner to help you map it all out and put it into place that you can have success this quarter. This is a great way to start learning how to think about those business goals with God in mind with where you feel like he's leading you with what you know is true from scripture, all of those things and putting those all together to influence your business decisions. So this week, it's $10 off if you use the code CEO day at checkout. Um, just head on over to mama with a calling.com slash CEO day to check that out. And I'll put the link in the comments below. And also, I just want to say that it doesn't matter what stage of your business you are in, even if you don't have your business yet, being the CEO claiming that step, I mean, you can be like the founder, right? You are in that stage, and you don't know what's coming up yet. That's okay. Use this CEO day to help you figure out what are the things I need to do this quarter to get myself to where I can start a business to figure out what your business is going to be. Or if you've been in business for a while, use this to be able to reframe your business decisions, set them all up and create an action plan. All right, I hope this inspired and encouraged you this week. And until next time, keep pursuing your calling. Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.